You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome back to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. So glad you're here, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you about passion. Passion. We all need passion. We all should have something that we're passionate about. And so we're going to share the Word of God, and it's going to bless you. And so I just want to encourage you that as we are gearing up to um, transition into a new year, we certainly want to thank God for all that He has done. We can never stop thanking Him for all that He's done uh, throughout this year. Um, but now is a good time to take assessment of where we are. Where's our passion level? And are we passionate about what we're doing in life? Um, or are we just coasting, going through the motions? Where are we at? And so I'm going to share about passion because I believe passion affects every area of our lives, especially as a Christian. Um, you know, we we um, we serve in, in church. We serve in ministry. Uh, me as a, a pastor, my husband and my family, um, you know, different leaders in the church. Um, we are, we're over different things. We experience different things throughout the year. Um, but whatever God has given our hands to do, we should have it with a great level of passion. And passion will be that thing that will drive us when we don't feel like it, you know. But passion will say, okay, come on. You, you, you want to release your very best. You want to give God your very best. Um, and you want to fulfill this assignment because you love God dearly. So I'm just going to break it down about passion as we look at, um, you know, even for like our helps ministry uh, or for helps partners that you may have to encourage them to, to begin planning because God is a planner. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us he has plans for us. So we need to go before God and say, God, okay, what are the plans that you have for us? If we're leading uh, ministry groups and leading uh, different uh, areas of ministry, then we should be people of prayer that go before God and say, God, what is the plan that you have for this particular group that you have given me the opportunity to oversee? You may have others that are over you that will cast a vision uh, to share with you what our focus is or what your focus will be, um, you know, in the months to come or for the year to come. Um, but nonetheless, at any rate, whether uh, someone shares with you details about it, we should still be in a position where we're seeking God's face to say, God, how could I be more passionate? Uh, is my passionate level at a level that pleases you? Um, is it, am I, am I in a place where I have the passion work that I need in order to take whatever I'm leading up to the next level, to take my family to the next level, um, whatever I'm doing at church, you know, because uh, uh, or whatever I'm doing on my job. Do I have um, my passion at a level, passion about God, passion about life that is going to help to propel me forward, um, you know, into uh, what God has for me? So let's just start out talking about passion. I know you know about passion, but let's just use this as a plumb line so that we can all be on the same page of how um, passion applies to us and what I'm going to share with you. So it's a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement. Um, it's also an intense 
driving or overmastering feeling or conviction. When you have a conviction about something, it's it's something that's embedded in you. It's like it's 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 there, and um, you know. Um, it's not going to be easily shaken or discouraged. It's like when you really have a conviction about something, you're diehard about it, okay? Um, it's a strong liking or desire for or devotion to some activity, object, or concept. Um, it's the object of desire or deep interest. I mean, it just really, you're really passionate. You could be passionate about um, serving people, passionate about young people, passionate about marriages. You can be passionate, passionate about um, um, music, passionate about worship, passionate about teaching people about art and, you know, or t- doing art. There's all kinds of things that we can be passionate about, um, but we definitely need to check our level of passion. Passion also, which is oftentimes uh, uh, a reference in the Bible, can be referenced to a flame, uh, fire, zeal, okay? It's the strong feeling you have for God and for your faith and the things that you do for God, okay? Um, And so... Um, synonymous to affection. Um, there's an attachment. It's something that that is really uh, embedded in you. It's it's strongly in you. Um, you're devoted to it. You're you're very fond uh, of it, and and you love it. You love doing it. You love doing it. Um, you know, and it's something you can do for the rest of your life because you are passionate about it. It's not something that easily falters or falls aside. You know, and so. When we look at uh, in the Word of God, as I mentioned about um, a definition of passion, flame, fire, uh, fire is very symbolic of our passion. And so you'll see scriptures that talk about candle, um, uh, referencing candle, um, uh, um, you know, uh, and um, being that flame uh, that we fan uh, and also being connected to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, okay, living on the inside of us. So in Proverbs 10, 20, 27, it says this, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. And so our spirit is the candle of God. So you think about natural candles. You have candles in your house and your candles in your house, they do what? They, they give light. Um, you have candles that not only give light, but um, more so than giving light, you may have candles that are scented candles that you just burn in your house that you just want it because um, it gives a pleasant um, scent in your house. But um, in the biblical days, it wasn't necessarily about the scent as much as it was about providing a source of light. Um, and so um, and so the word talks about our, our spirit is God's candle. And it provides that source of light um, in our lives, okay? Searching the inward parts, okay? The deep things, the things that that God embedded on the inside of us. Um, and so that's what our spirit is for. So we want our spirit uh, to, to, to be free, to be the dominant um, uh, uh, one to lead us um, because it will lead and guide and direct us. It will, um, God will use that to bring insight, um, and um, direction and guidance and all of that, okay? Um, I think about the the movie years ago that was made um, called The Passion of Christ. And it wasn't like 
that's the first time we've ever heard it. I mean, we've what Jesus did on the cross and and that whole suffering and 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 um, going through the mockery and all of those things that he did, being on the cross and 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 going into hell and defeating death, hell, and the grave, and all of those things is a part of the passion that Christ had for us. I think about that word that um, that's in Hebrews that says that um, for the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame, okay, um, and, and endured the cross. And it was because the joy that was set before him was knowing that with him fulfilling the assignment on the cross and giving his his life uh, for us, the joy was in knowing that we could have eternal life, and so that was his passion. That's what he lived for. He 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 just, he he lived on this earth. He lived as an example. He did everything that was necessary to to uh, be that sacrifice for us, and he was passionate about it. So passionate about it that he didn't give up on it during the hard times. He didn't uh, give up when he was being mocked and shamed. He didn't give up when people weren't with him. He stayed true to his passion. And that was to to give us that redemptive life and what he had to do uh, and all the things that he had to do in order to give us that redemptive life. So we're familiar with the passion of Christ. Okay. And, um, but I'm also reminded of the scripture in Philippians 2, 5, which is one of my my favorite scriptures where it talks about letting this mind being you, which was also in Christ Jesus and meaning the same way that Jesus thought it, um, what was his passion, um, what was his desire, um, what was his heart, what was his love, what, what was his devotion, um, that this scripture is admonishing us to be the same way. Um, the humility that he had, uh, the example that he led, it admonishes us to be the same way. And so, you know, so we should, you know, uh, you know, his passion should be our passion. You know, of course, we don't have to to go and die on a cross for anybody because he did. He was the ultimate sacrifice once and for all. He was the final sacrifice. Glory to God. Thank the Lord. Amen. And so um, but yet and still he lived a life in such a way to show us, um, you know, even before he went, uh, you know, and died on the cross and, and went through all of that, the, the life that he lived as far as in his human state was an example of how we are to be passionate about life, passionate about people, passionate about the loss, passionate about those who are hurting, those who are suffering, passionate about uh, uh, living the abundant life that God has given us. And so what he's passionate about, we should be passionate about, okay? In Luke 24, 32, it says, um, didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? He unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scripture. Now, this is after Jesus had had um, um, went to um, the cross he went down into hell and he came back up. But this is before he ascended into heaven and he showed himself before uh, men um, in so many different ways. And so this is the scripture where he was before he was going up to heaven. He began to uh, have these encounters with people on the earth to um, to 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 finish his assignment of 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 of. of 
of all that he did for us. And so he was sharing along the way with these uh, 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 men that were walking along the way, roadway, and so much so that the passion that that Jesus had in sharing the scripture and sharing the word of God, it caught fire inside the hearts of the men that were traveling the road. And they didn't even realize that it was Jesus, okay? And so it was so powerful until after he had, you know, uh, you know, left and they realized that this was Jesus, you know? And so, um, but it said, didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion. Now that's the ultimate that we want to be able to be in a position that we don't ever get tired of hearing the word, that we don't ever get um, dull of um, receiving, you know, and instructions from God and, 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 and um, being admonished by uh, the scriptures and being uh, receiving uh, preaching and teachings of the word of God, that our hearts should burn with the flame of holy passion. That means when you hear the word, you get more passionate about the things of God. You get more excited about the things of God. You get excited about uh, the word of God coming alive in your life and, and get excited about using the word of God to empower other people and to fulfill the mandate here on this earth. Now, the word of God talks about for this reason was the son of God manifested to destroy the works of the evil one. So he had a purpose here on, on earth to destroy the works of the evil one. And guess what? Our purpose is to destroy the works of the evil one. So when we receive instructions to destroy the works of the evil one, when, when God shows us how, when God shows us how to counterattack the enemy, when God shows us how to, to cast down uh, the, the enemy and, and to put him in this place, our hearts ought to be kindled with holy passion to know this is what it's all about. This is what we're called to do here on this earth. There should be a holy passion, uh, 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 just full of fire and zeal, glory to God. And so all throughout the Bible, I mean, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. You know, we are admonished. And I think about the scripture in 2 Timothy where, you know, Paul is talking to Timothy and encouraging Timothy in the faith. He's young in the faith. He's he's had his hands laid on by by the saints um, and, you know, and he had the example of his grandmother and his mother um, to show them how, show him how to operate and flow in the faith and how to be strong. And, and Paul is admonishing him. He said, look, I want to remind you, this is what you need to do. And in the King James Version, it says, stir up the gift. Okay, of God. But then in the New Living Translation, it says fan into flames the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. In other words, it didn't just stop there where I laid my hands on you. You got to keep fanning those flames because things are going to happen. People are not going to get with you. Um, it's, 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 it's not going to always be easy, um, you know, even in stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, it's not going to always be easy. There's always going to be tactics from the enemy to come your way to snuff out your flame, to, to cause your flame to die down. But Paul said, 
said, no, the very same thing that I gave you, that I imparted into you when I laid my hands on you, that fire, that flame, you need to keep it roaring. I think about, you know, um, you know, just starting a, 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 a fire, you know, in my fireplace, you know, you start that fire up, you put those logs in it. And sometimes you have a little starter log and you light it with the lighter and it, it starts to, to, it starts kindling up and and it then begins to overtake the logs and it roars and it's and it's consuming it but then after a while if you don't keep fanning it to flame if you don't keep fueling it with putting more logs into it to keep that that flame burning you're going to begin to lose the heat it's going to begin to die down you won't even receive be able to receive the enjoyment of the comfort of <laughs> uh, the, the the flame and the fire roaring before you in the Passion Translation, 2 Timothy 1.6 says this, fan into flame and rekindle the fire. And I love the Amplified. It says this, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. So this is, this is Paul telling us. And so that Greek meaning of stir and kindle, it literally means to keep the fire alive. Now that's passion. When you keep the fire alive. And so let me tell you something. I know the cares of life can snuff you out. You can have conflict and be contending with people and that can snuff your flame out. But let me tell you something. There's still no excuse because you are the one that's responsible for fanning the flame. For for when, when that flame begins to die down for whatever reason, you are the one that, that's responsible for fueling it up. And how do you fuel it up? You get into the presence of God. You get into the word of God. You, 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 um, you encourage yourself in the faith. You encourage yourself in the word. And just as those people, those men were, 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 were full of holy passion when Jesus shared the scriptures with them, that's what you have to get into that place where you, even if you have to listen to the, the scripture um, by messages or listen to it by some type of app or whatever, get the word of God in you where it kindles up that flame and that fire so that you can keep that fire and that passion burning. That's what we need for ministry. That's what we need to serve. That's what we need to even uh, to, 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 to tend to our households, to, uh, to keep that flame burning and, 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 and going forth. Okay. And Matthew 5, 15, even in our ministry, the word of God says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So, so definitely in the house, figuratively speaking in your household, but what about the household of faith? And so, so we got to recognize that it's symbolic of, um, you know, the, the candle that we have is not something that we hide. It's not something that we'd be ashamed of. It's not something that we we just can, you know, just, you know, think that it's just about ourselves. It's it's beyond ourselves. It's made for to give light to the house. It's made to give light to the world. 
And then you go on further in that scripture in Matthew 5, it talks about we are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill that cannot be hid. So not only does it, God, it gives light to your house, but then it goes out to your community and to the world. So our light is vital. It's vital that we protect it. It's vital that we keep it lit. It's vital that we assess to see where we are. Do we need to put more logs in the fire? <laughs> do we need to fan it and keep it going? What do we need to do? Where are we at with our passion, our passion in God? And so, and, and I believe that you know where you are uh, as far as um, your excitement level about the things of God. Have you gotten to the point where you're just going through the motions, where you're just getting up and you're going to church because... You don't want nobody to ask you why you why weren't you in church? If that's your defining moment, if that's your driving moment where you get up to go to church because you don't want nobody to to get on you, to 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 hound you about being in church, then you need to redirect yourself, your 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 purpose in life, your vision, your your relationship with God to say, no, in him I live. In him, I move. In him, I have my being. My reason I got up this morning, the reason I got dressed this morning, because the passion of God, I love God. I serve God. And because I know God says, don't forsake the, the, the assembling of the saints in the household of faith. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to come to the house of God. And I'm going to present myself in such a way where I can receive the word of God. Hallelujah. You know that scripture in Romans 12, I'm thinking about it now, and it talks about how that we not be conformed to this world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But before that, it talks about how we are to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Do you know that sacrifices, um, you know, in the day that, that something has to die, something has to die, but also a lot of times they put sacrifices on the altar and they burned it on the altar unto God. And so if we're to be that living sacrifice, are we burning for God? Are we allowing our lives to be placed on the altar and, 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 and our flame, our fire, our zeal, our heart, our love, our devotion for God is causing us to burn for him. You know, God is only one I know that's able to consume us with fire and not burn us. Come on now. Hey, look, even if you were going through a type of fire where the enemy set it up for you to be burned up, just like the three Hebrew boys. That, that was meant for them to be burned up in that fiery furnace. But when you love God like they love God, when you serve God like, like they serve God, when you refuse to bow to idols and refuse to bow to anything that's not of God and not like God, and you choose to serve God, then let me tell you something. Even when the enemy meant for you to be burned up in a fiery pit, he will use it as a consuming fire where it won't consume you, uh, where it where it will consume your heart, but not your body. Where, oh, glory to God. Where it will be like that burning bush, that the bush will be burning, but it won't be consumed to the point where it where it burns it up. Where you will go through the fire and you won't be burned. Where you go to the fire and you won't, you come out on the other side and you won't even smell 
have the smell of smoke on you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. That's the type of passion that I'm talking about, that God wants to fuel us with that type of passion. Listen, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, it talks about not quenching the spirit. And the spirit also is a is symbolic of uh, fire is symbolic of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God lives on the inside of us. And prayerfully, the spirit of God is dwelling on the inside of you where you are filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so, so we are consuming fires, okay? Where we're consumed on the inside by the Holy Ghost. He's consuming us and he's burning away those things that are not coming to God, those things that are not pleasing to God. And yet he's causing us to burn for him, for his glory, to be fueled, glory to God, for his glory, to have that energy, that vitality, that strength that we need to do the work of ministry. And so it's a two-edged sword, glory to God, hallelujah, where he will consume us and burn away those things that don't belong, but then he will burn into those things that will drive us uh, to do to do ministry, drive us to, to do leadership, drive us to, to do all those things that he's called us to do. We need passion, y'all. Where's your passion level? Tell me, where is your passion level? And so when I look at that particular scripture, it's a very short scripture. It's just four, four words in there. It says, quench not the spirit. This is 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. And I think about how many times we actually do quench the spirit. Because when you look at that word quench, this is what it means. Reduce the degree of, suppress, put out, as of fires, flames, or light. Okay, so if you're at that state where you've lost your zeal, then you have quenched the spirit. I'm not talking about somebody else quenching your spirit. I'm talking about you quenches. It's, it's telling you quench not the spirit. And so when you quench not the spirit, that means that even when you allow somebody else, what they do to you, to snuff it out. That means you are allowing them to quench the spirit. So in essence, you are quenching the spirit when you allow somebody else to, to put a damper on your fire, to, to put water on your fire, to burn out your fire, because you're the one that has the ability to go before God, to get fueled up, to go and get the word and get the word to, to fill you up and to rekindle and, and, and to, you're the one that's to fan that flame. When you fan a flame, that means you taking it over and over and over again. Okay. So it's just like the scripture. When you speak in the scripture over and over and over again, over your life, when you speak in truth over and over again in your life, you are fanning the flame. Hallelujah. Even when the devil is trying to say that the, that you're no good, that, that you're a failure, that you're not going to make it, that you're not going to do it. You're saying, I can do all things. You are fanning the flame of, of, of the passion that's in your life. You're fanning it, glory to God. But look at that word suppress. That word suppress, which is another meaning for quench, also means this, to keep from public knowledge by various means, to put out of one's consciousness or to control and reframe from showing. Oh my goodness. The enemy wants to shut us down. He wants to put out our flame, put out our zeal so that we can't be that light, that we can't be that flame 
that gives light to the world, that gives an example of how to live a holy life, that we can't be the example of, 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 of how to love God and how to serve God and how to be happy and joyous in God in the midst of trials, tribulations, and everything else that's going on. And so when we suppress the spirit or we quench the spirit, that means we keep from public knowledge by various means, okay? And so so if we're the light of the world, then we don't want to keep it from, you know, people that need to know that 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 Jesus is Lord, that Jesus saves, that Jesus loves them, okay? So we suppress the spirit when we do that. When we, when we um don't allow our zeal to uh, our flame to be kindled in such a way where it provokes us to want to go tell the lost, you know, that there's a savior, that there is hope to, to want to step out and, and greet somebody with the love of God so they can see that there's light that's in our lives that can be an inspiration to somebody else. Suppressing means to put out of one's conscious. That means when you no longer have consciously in your mind, when you wake up in the morning to, to go before God, to worship him, to thank him, to get into his word, to, to, um, to get instructions from him. When you don't when you consciously are thinking about other things and not about God, when you wake up in the morning, you have lost your passion. Okay. So you need to assess where you are with that. When, uh, suppress meaning to control and refrain from showing, you know, even, you know, you know, when you're in church and, and you are ashamed of lifting your hands, you're ashamed of saying, thank you. When you're in the doctor's office and you get a report and the report is a favorable report, a positive report, and you won't even open up your mouth to say, God, I give you glory. I give God glory. Why? Because you are suppressing, you are reframing from showing that God is Lord over your life. You have lost your passion. And so passion is like, I'll tell the world, the world needs to know. I'll shout it from the mountaintop. I don't care who, who's listening. I don't care who's not listening. I don't care who's for me. I'm going to shout it because I love God so much. And because I want everyone I can, can get to know or, or reach to know about the love of God. Amen. And so, so passion, we need passion. Look, you need passion in your area of ministry. You need passion to, to be on the worship team. You need passion when you are serving as an overseer or even serving as a team member. You need passion. It's not all on the overseer to pump you up or the elder to pump you up or your leader or your pastor to pump you up to serve God. No, you ought to come. You come. You come to serve on a team or to volunteer. You come with, with ideas. You come with insight. You come with recommendation. You come with, with witty inventions and ideas because why? you passionate because I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this not unto men. I'm doing it for God because I love God, where is your passion? Where is it? Has it been snuffed out? Listen, you know, so when you're dealing with uh, your passion, sure, things can happen. Issues of life can happen. That's why the word of God says, guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Sin can set in. And I'm telling you, you know, if you're in a place where you are backslidden into a state where you're sinning, you're sleeping around, look, 
You, you were saved, you are saved, but yet you're sleeping around, you're justifying why it's okay. No, you have lost your passion for God. When you lose your passion for God, you lose your respect for yourself and you lose your respect for God. Are you in that state where you're drinking again? Are you in that state where you're cussing again? Where you're beginning to look like the world? You have lost your passion for God. And you need to get in that place where God can get a hold of your heart, where he can touch your heart, because that's where that flame starts. That's where that, that, that starter log that you need to start that flame starts. It's your heart, okay? But I know you can get burned out, you know? Uh, all kinds of things can cause, you know, you to be burned out. Okay. Cares of life. You, you're overloaded. You know, uh, you know, you're not able to manage your time. Well, your priorities are out of whack. Uh, um, will you disassociate yourself from people for different reasons? You're offended. All kinds of things will happen to cause you to be in that state where you're burnt out and you lose your passion. But let me tell you something. Not one person on this earth has ever lost their life for me, has ever given their life for me. Not like God did, not like Jesus did. Okay. There are people that will die for their country, but listen, they can't, they could not die for the world. Okay. And so, but Jesus gave his life for me, right? So, so he is the one that I pay homage to. He is the one that I seek to please. He is the one that I honor. He is the one that, that, that I'm burning for, not for anybody else. So when somebody else disappoints me, when somebody else doesn't get with me, when somebody else may want to mock me or make fun of me or make light of me or ridicule me or criticize, look, I can't lose my zeal because of that. Because and all when I put it all in perspective, what have they done for me compared to what Jesus Christ has done for me? That is what fuels my fire. That is what keeps my my fame uh, 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 flame burning. All right. So in Romans 12, 11, in the message, it says, don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master. And then in the Amplified says, never lag in zeal and an earnest endeavor. Be aglow, burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. That's our mandate. As we transition, begin to transition into a new year, you know, it, this should this message can fit in any day of the year. But while we're here towards the end of the year, why not? Why not make some adjustments of where we are in our zeal for God, in our uh, uh, passion for God, a passion for serving, passion for our ministry, passion for even in our marriage, passion about being honorable, um, you know, in our marriage, you know? So, so burning with the spirit, serving the Lord is what we're being admonished to do. And so I just want to encourage you that, um, you know, um, life can happen at times, but don't allow life to happen to you. When, when things of life happen, you handle it. How do you handle it? By the grace of God, by, 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 by the leading of the Holy Spirit, by faith in God, by the Holy Spirit showing us how to uh, allow our weaknesses when things happen, when things come, when situations uh, happen beyond our control, where we still yield to, to God because we know He is the one that fuels us. He is the one that empowers us. 
He is the one that enables us. He is the one that lifts us up to where we belong. So I want to provoke you. Check your level of passion. Don't let another year uh, cross uh, cross over and, and you're still spinning your wheels. You're still in the same place that you used to be. Maybe you got saved and you're backslid. No, don't, don't, don't go into another year without you saying, look, I know I can do better. I know I can go higher in God. I know that I need to make some adjustments and alignment. I know that I allowed my flame to go out. And yeah, there may have been all kinds of reason and excuses, but still it doesn't, that those excuses, you know, don't hold up to the reason of looking at what Jesus Christ did for us. It far outweighs that. So it should cause us to align to say, it doesn't matter what people have done or what I have gone through in my life. I need to serve God and love God with my whole heart. And I'm going to make that commitment today. I'm going to make that commitment before I get into this new year. I'm not going to just go through the motions. I'm not just going to let life happen to me, but I'm going to allow God to, to, to help me to kindle that flame so that everything that I put my hands to do, I'm doing it with the joy of the Lord. I'm doing it because I'm happy in Jesus. I'm doing it because I love God. I'm doing it because I have a passion to serve people, a passion for youth, a passion for the elderly, a passion for missions, a passion for music, a passion for worship. I have a passion. I have a passion to help people that 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 can't help themselves. I have a passion to help my ministry to be more far-reaching, to help those who need to come up uh, to a, another dimension in God. I have a passion for that. So I'm going to make a commitment to God that that this year, that that the, that 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 by volunteering at my church, uh, what I do at, at, on my job, the work that I do, I'm 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 recommitting with a greater level of passion, so that I can give God the glory, and um and that I can be in that state of having joy and happiness that God intends for me to have. Won't you do that? I provoke you. I challenge you to do that. So when you're serving on Helps Ministry, come on, check your level of passion. See where you are. Where can you tweak it? How can you go higher uh, as you're serving and planning for 2022? Start out with passion and you can't go wrong. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, Find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.